Hello, welcome back to the EFL Extra Time podcast. I'm your host, Luke Wallace, and alongside me are Jack Cross. Hi, Matt. And Ollie Johnson. How you doing? Uh, let's talk football then, boys, as per usual. Um, first things first, St Andrews, Coventry City versus QPR. Straight into it. Um, Coventry, not the start they would have wanted. Uh, a defeat for them on the opening day. QPR are top of the table and on the telly. Uh, how do we see this one going? Yeah, I mean, obviously Coventry being at, being at home, they wanted to get off to their first win as well. QPR obviously winning their first game, they'll be wanting to kick on from there. But be interesting that it can be tough to go away in, in the championship. I think obviously they'll be hoping to carry on their winning start, but I'm not sure how they'll do. Yeah, first time being top of the table since August 2016. Um, is this a sign of more things to come or are they going to fade away pretty quick? I think they'll they'll fade away in the end. I don't think they have the, the overall team to to stay up there. But obviously we said in, in the previous one podcast that their attack doesn't look too bad when we actually looked at it. But I think in the end they won't have enough to, to push up where... I imagine their aim will be. Yeah, for Coventry then, only lost one league game at St Andrews uh, since playing there and haven't lost a QPR in all competitions since 2007-08. Do things like that give you momentum going into a game like this or does it not really matter too much? I mean, I don't think it really matters too much. I don't think they've played them that much of the recently. That's why the stats are... Far in the past, but yeah, obviously, I don't think they can read too much into it. They'll just be trying to get their first win of the season. Uh, um, All right, then, boys, go on. Then I want your predictions. Who's coming out on top in this one, or is it going to be a draw? Uh, I think QPR might end up nicking it, but I think it'll be a close game. No, no, for me. No, no. Ollie's going for some excitement on Sky uh, on Friday night. Uh, right, let's move on then uh, to the city ground. Nottingham Forest versus Cardiff. I mean, Forest uh, have won three of their last 16 games in all competitions, bottled the playoffs. Are they heading towards trouble, do you think? Well, like you said, I think it might be a bit of a hangover from a couple of months of going out in the way everything happened. Um, uh, yeah, I think you've probably got a spot on there. Um, I think losing Matty Cash probably wasn't ideal, even though they probably got decent money for him. Um, but I think you know, they might struggle defensively again. You know, like you said, you know, three wins in 16, I think good enough for a team that were supposedly deserved the playoffs, as a lot of their fans said. Um, so, I don't, yeah, you probably, I think they might be. I think they definitely be amongst the next by this time next year. I'm sorry, but Forest fans are talking rubbish if they think they deserved a place in the playoffs. I mean, you get what you deserve over the course of 46 games in the championship. You can't say, "Oh, we were unlucky in one game." She had 45 other games to make up for it. So you can't say you deserved a place in the playoffs because at the end of the day, you weren't good enough. Well, uh, the performance on the final day completely sums that up, doesn't it? Let's be fair. But, you know, I'm not being funny. For a team that had been, let's face it, quite 
consistently good for most of last season until the wheels fell off. And I mean, it dropped off after Christmas, didn't it, really? They were like no, challenging top three until Christmas. No, they were consistently good and then they were there thereabouts in the playoffs. They were fourth, fifth, and then they dropped down. And it was just like, I mean, how bad they were. Let's be fair, final day of the season, they just needed to win, get points, something. And well, they, they only needed one point from their last two games. They didn't need any points, as long as they didn't like, get absolutely hammered. They couldn't even do that. They could have lost and still got the playoffs. But they decided, no, you know what, we're losing such a fashion that we'll just annoy everybody else. You know, it was, you know, I don't know. Yeah, uh, for Cardiff, uh, a losing start for them. Won 11 of their 14 games against Forest, though, since 2011. Do you think that will give them hope coming into this? Um, I don't know, really. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just I don't know what they were bad. I just thought they were bad the other day. It's not the same sort of team Neil Harris had last season when they got the playoffs and they did so well towards the end. Like you know, I keep saying he did so well for them, but they just weren't good enough last week. And I think if they don't win this weekend, then they're very much in trouble. Yeah, I haven't uh, lost their opening two league games since 1989-90, so it will be. Uh, quite out of character for them. Uh, go on then, boys. More predictions. 12.30 on the TV. Sky Sports Football. Who's coming out on top? I'll go 1-0 Forest. 1-0 Forest. Interesting, Jack. Uh, I'll go 1-0 Cardiff and see, see how they turn up. I like it. Going for something different. Right. Uh, Ewood Park then. Uh, Blackburn host Wickham Wanderers. Um, this is a must-win game for Blackburn if they want to challenge the top six this season, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously they'll take a lot of confidence from their performance on the opening day at uh, Bournemouth. And <clears throat> I think, obviously, they'll see Wickham as a fairly easy game, but obviously no game's easy in the Championship, which they obviously know. But, yeah, I think Wickham as well, they'll be looking to get their first points on the board, but I think it might be a... Step too far for them at Blackburn. Yeah, I mean, I said in the in the review last weekend that seventy one percent of Wickham's points came at home last season. Are you expecting them to struggle on the road? Yeah, I think if that that's their record, I think it only gets tougher when they move up a league. And I think obviously we know anyone can beat anyone in the championship, but I think it. Yeah, I think they'll struggle again away from home. Uh, go on then. Uh, score predictions on this one. Quite a sh- quite a short chat for Blackburn and Wickham fans. Sorry about that, but yeah, score predictions for this one. No, I think Blackburn will win two 0 No, Wickham two one for me. Oh, I like it. Back in the underdog, uh, up the chair, boys. Right. Um, then the first uh, league game at the Brentford Community Stadium uh, sees Brentford host Huddersfield. Um, I mean, I know I'm one of Huddersfield's biggest critics, but I really think they're going to struggle this season. Oh, I agree with you, yeah. Um, and I, in all honesty, I think that's going to be another nil-nil. I might, to be honest, I might, I might say Brentford might nick it, but the way both teams are, like, you spot on there, Huddersfield will struggle. Um, again, losing players, losing the Cowley brothers. Um, yeah, not not a good season for them, I don't think. In that. And even though now Brentford have... You know, lost Watkins, think Ben Ryan was going to go. They 
I just think they didn't look the same team. Even though they did have the good win last night, I can't, I can't see it personally. I think it'll have to be a really good effort on them. Yeah, but even, even though they did lose last weekend, it wasn't a bad performance from them. I, I still think there's a lot of hope for this Brentford side. Oh, no, I agree with you. I just think, you know, like I said, Birmingham would quite actually surprise me in how good they actually played. I think that's just a contrast of how bad they were last season. Um, but it's the same sort of thing. You don't, you don't know how they're going to perform consistently, Brentford, over the course of the 46 games. But um, I, don't, I, I still don't think they're going to be you know, in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's two sides that are coming into a new season without their top scorers. Ollie Watkins has departed from Brentford and it does look like Carlin Grant's going to leave the John Smith Stadium. What, what is the key for these two sides to push on and uh, avoid disappointment this season? Sign-ins and good ones. You know, whether they're loan players or you know, short-term premium ones, get some new scores and goals, get you up the table. Because that's be fair, they're both going to struggle they quality people up front. Yeah, uh, go on then. Let's uh, whack some score predictions on this one. Brentford versus Huddersfield. I'll go 2-0 Brentford. Yeah, I'll go... Uh, 2-1 Brentford. Oh, he thinks Huddersfield are going to score. Ambitious from Jack. Uh, right then, uh, one of the what was planned to be one of the EFL trial events, but has now been cancelled. Uh, at Kenilworth Road, Luton host Derby. Uh, Luton come into this off the back of a win uh, against Barnsley. Derby coming in off the back of a defeat against a very classy Reading side, it has to be said. Um, <laughs> how, do, how do we see this one going? I think... Obviously, Luton have been very good since uh, Nathan Jones came back into the job. And I think they'll take a lot of confidence getting that win away last week. And obviously, Derby will be looking to bounce back after losing against uh, your boys, like you're saying. And, but I think Derby might struggle going away to Luton, to be honest. I think Luton, I think while they've still got Nathan Jones in and the momentum they've got, I think they're just going to keep doing well, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, I mean, win against Reading in the Carabao Cup, win against Barnsley in the Championship, win against Norwich in the Carabao Cup, beat Blackburn on the last day last season, beat Hull and drew to QPR. They're in really, really good form in, in every game they play. Yeah, and that, like we talk about winning mentality with some teams and I think that's only going to help them going into each game. And I think if they, they've got the belief that they're just playing really well and they can just beat anyone, that's going to obviously help them and I think they'll win, win this game. Um, for Derby, obviously we know they've been asset stripped a little bit. Uh, is it important to bounce back in this game straight away? Yeah, obviously they'll be wanting to get the season uh, going as soon as they can and I think a win there would give them confidence because obviously Luton's form but yeah I don't know if Rooney's going to play I don't know what his influence is going to be like in this game but yeah like you say losing two of your, your best fullbacks isn't really the best start just before the start of your season Yeah um, how do we see this one planning out then the Hatters or the Rams I think Luton will win this one 2-1, I think. Yeah, I, I can back that. Ollie, are you in agreement with that one? Yeah, I was going to 
say the exact same thing. Uh, a good start to the championship season for Luton then. Uh, let's move on to the Riverside then. Um, it will be, or is planning to be, one of the EFL trial events. But uh, news coming out to say that Neil Warnock has tested positive for coronavirus. How much will that affect Middlesbrough coming into this? Well, it ain't great, is it? Let's be honest. Um, um, I don't think they played badly last weekend, but you know, being without the manager for two weeks, if he has to quarantine or do whatever with this COVID, um, no, it's not really ideal, is it at all? For team, we hoped would push further up the table to what they were last season, because they were, you know, in a relegation battle, and it's for a team like Middlesbrough probably shouldn't be. Um, I, I do think it's maybe cost them in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, he's a huge presence on the touchline, isn't he? I remember one year at Reading, they, uh, he was at Cardiff, and they were 2-0 down on about the hour mark. And he was going absolutely mad on the touchline and got himself sent off. And after that, the Cardiff players suddenly turned up and ended up drawing the game two each. I mean, the Warnock effect is real, isn't it? He really does have that difference when he's present at the game. Well, of course he does. You know, he's, he's done that in multiple clubs. You know, probably throughout his career. So he's been a manager for 40 odd years now and he's done that everywhere he's been. He's, it's going to be a huge miss for the next few weeks. And I know it's early on in the season, there's a long way to go, but I do think it might cost them. Yeah, I mean, can that be made up for the fact that they're going to have a thousand fans in the ground for the first time in months to get behind their team? It'll help, but it's still not ideal without the manager. I think it definitely will be positive addition because obviously it's first game without look with the fans sorry, for a long time so I don't know mate I just think it's just such a big presence not to be there with the fans or not Jack what do you think the fans coming back for Borough is that an advantage for them yeah I mean obviously it's only a thousand but I think it's obviously any fans in the ground is going to help I think there's always an advantage if you've got the fans backing in the ground. Like if you you go behind or something, it's obviously a big help when you get behind you. But yeah, it'd be strange for them still, even with just a thousand fans in like a, a big ground. Yeah. Um, will it disadvantage Bournemouth in any way? Or do you think uh, they'll take uh, positives from the fact they won Jason Tindall's first game in charge? Yeah, I think a lot of positives from the first game, but I mean, I think the fact it's only a thousand fans, I'm not sure it's difficult to say because there's obviously they have masks on and stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't know how loud you can really make a noise with only a thousand of you with masks on, but yeah, I don't think it'll affect them too much. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, for sure. Go on then, predictions for this game, uh, Borough or Bournemouth? Who, who do you think is coming out on top in this one? Uh, I think Bournemouth will win this 2-0. You're nil quite comfortable then. Ollie, what do you think? Yeah, I was going to say Bournemouth 2-0 as well. Interesting. In agreement then. Uh, the next game, Carrow Road, Norwich play Preston. Um, this is quite a big test for Preston though, isn't it? The fact that they're... Um, they're playing a side that have come down from the Premier League and quite a good side too. Yeah, I mean, obviously they'll be Preston will be wanting to get get some points on the board after losing to Swansea last week, but Norwich obviously getting that 
that win at 10 minutes from, from time at Huddersfield will give them confidence to their first game back in the Championship and they're going to want to have a positive start at home. Um, yeah, for Norwich, um, obviously the, an appropriate test for them as well. Uh, Huddersfield, not that much of a test. How do we see them getting on? I, I think they'll, while they still aren't losing any, any more players, I think they'll be fairly solid and basically up there or thereabouts for the majority of the season. Uh, yeah, quite an even game. This one looks on paper then. Um, how do we see it panning out? Again, I, I keep wording it the same way, but yeah. Um, Norwich also having a 1,000 fans, will that make any difference? Yeah, like we say, obviously, it's better than having no fans in the ground, but it's still hard to say till we sort of see what it's like having the 1,000 fans in the ground, but I think Norwich will end up winning this game anyway. Uh, Ollie, what do you reckon? Norwich or Preston for you? Um, Norwich. Yeah, I think probably would be um, a bit too much to handle for Preston. So, yeah, Norwich probably won 2 0. All right, fair enough. Right, let's move on to the Medeski then. Uh, Reading versus Barnsley. Um, Reading coming into this off the back of a, a league win. Um, played the under 23s in the cup against Luton and went out. Barnsley coming into this off the back of a 2 0 win against Borough in the EFL Cup, but lost their league game. So, contrasting fortunes, um, how do we see this one uh, going? I'll try and stay impartial for now. I might give my opinion in a minute. <laughs> I was going to say, I think you made, which is probably as good a start as you could have had, really, mate, last week with Reading. I think Barnsley still, I think, have a lot to offer. So, I think that could be a tough game for you. I mean, it's... One of them where they, you know, they don't want to be in the same position they were last year, but I still think you might be able to push a bit higher up. You know, you might be a playoff contender, maybe. Um, likewise, you know, Barnsley don't want to be where they were last year, so they're going to be up for the fight. Yeah, I mean, the playoffs would be nice. I think it's quite ambitious. We haven't actually made that many signings this summer. Still a long way to go, but I don't know. Barnsley, Barnsley are a tough test. I mean, a lot of people say they only stayed up on a technicality last season, but. Gerhard Struber really turned the side around, really started getting them digging out results like you'd expect. They came here and lost at Medeski, I think in the last game we had at home before lockdown. So we didn't play them that long ago. Um, I don't know. Another three points is a big statement for us. Six points in the opening six under a new manager. Yeah, you'd be looking really, really good if you can get that. I'd, I'd take anything but a defeat. If if someone said, ah, oh, uh, one all or two all, I'd probably take it. Yeah, what do you two think? I, I think it'd be a tough game, but um, I still think you might win. I think it'd probably be like a two win. So, so I just think Barnsley will be up for it. I want to get points on the door, really. Uh, Jack, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, like Ollie said, it's obviously going to be a tough game, but. I think you'll still be fairly convincing. I think you'll get the win. I think you might get like a free one or something. <laughs> well, well, I hope you're right. If the goals start flying, we definitely are are in a good place as a squad. Um, <laughs> let's move on then. Uh, Rotherham host Millwall at the New York Stadium. Um, tough test to this one for Rotherham, isn't it? A Millwall side that Gary Rout has got playing quite well. 
Yeah, and I'm, Mill will be looking to get their first win of the season as Rotherham are looking to build on that win at Wickham. I think uh, Mill will, like you said, go around, going and playing quite well last season. And I think it was a fairly even game like we'd expect last week when they, they played Stoke. But I think this game they'll be looking to go and win. And obviously Rotherham will put up a test for them, but I think Millwall might have uh, just too much for him. Yeah. Um, I mean, for Rotherham, though, does it does it send out any kind of statement they got that winner late on that they're, they're keen to fight? Or do you think it's just because it was Wickham and they're... No, no disrespect to Wickham, but definitely a lower quality side than someone like Millwall. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're looking to win against the teams that are going to be in and around them, which we expect Wickham to be. But they've got to be looking to win their home games as well. And But I think it's, it's still just going to be, like I said, it's going to be a bit too tough for them. But I think they'll definitely win a few games that we don't expect at home this year. Yeah, for Millwall, a point on the opening day, is that a good enough result? Do they really need to pick up three points here to get themselves into that top six this season? Yeah, I mean, obviously they were... They would have been looking for three points at home on the opening day, but I think taking a point against Stoke, I think they would have they would have took that before before kick off. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Who are we backing for this one then? Uh, I think Millwall will win this one, mate. Uh, Two 0 maybe. All right, fair enough. Ollie, what what do you think? I'll go for a one all. One all. Cool. Ollie, you're going with, with some different predictions this week. I quite like it. Right. Off to Hillsborough then. Uh, two bigger names in the Championship, I guess. As Sheffield Wednesday host Watford. Um, Watford off with that winning start. We know Vladimir Ivic has a has a brilliant record as a coach. Can he keep it going here? Well, you know, we said another team who have potentially managed to keep all the players. You know, Troy Dean's potentially returning back to training. So, whether he'll be involved on the weekend, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I think another team we probably would think would be up towards the top end of the table by the end of the season. But like by Sheffield Wednesday, had a good winning start as well, which is something I don't think we expected too much. Um, so that could be quite a close game. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday with the shock win at the Cardiff City Stadium. Does that show they've turned a corner finally under Gary Monk again? Well, it might just be the same story from last season. You know, they were in this position where they were, you know, probably playoff contenders up until Christmas, and then the wheels completely fell off in the New Year. So that may happen again. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again. But um, that I mean, it could be the same old story with Gary Monk. You know. Yeah, I mean, they only got past Warsaw in the cup. I don't know how much you can read into this because I can't see their starting eleven from that game, but. Only got past Warsaw in the cup on penalties. Does that show they could still slip into their old ways? Well, definitely. You know, it's pretty much the same team, you know, minus one or two. So, um, but like, I do think people, like, I think we talked about it um, the other day, you know, people like Josh Windass is such a good um, player for them and he could probably create a lot and score a lot of goals, like, you know, he scored um, last weekend. So I think he could be a key player for them. And if he can keep, find the form, he might be able to keep stopping them going into their old habits and maybe completely put 
push them into a playoff spot again. Go on then, who are we backing in this one? Um, I'll, do, you know what? do you know what? I'll go Sheffield Wednesday 2 1. He's going for it again, going back in, back in the side. I wasn't expecting. Jack, what do you reckon? Um, I think Watford. I think Sheffield Wednesday have the ability to to win this game, but I think Watford might have just too much for them. Two uh, one. I mean, if if Sheffield Wednesday do win this game, they're back to minus six points already. It's a pretty big statement, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You know, and they're a team that have got to be up for it, haven't they? They've got to be up for it. So if they can win like most of their games, they can still like finish top half in the playoffs. Yeah, my we did it. We did this. Oh, sorry, Ollie, go on. That's right. It's a big aspect. If they can get to like all level within a couple of weeks, then it's game on for them, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We did. We did a sweepstake as a family, and I put Sheffield Wednesday to finish bottom. And to be honest, after the after the opening day, I'm already feeling. Uh, not too confident with uh, that prediction. Uh, right, Ollie, let's talk about your side then. Birmingham at home. Um, obviously, you guys come into this on the back of a win, but so did Birmingham for the first time in a long time. So, is this is this a tough test for you? Yeah, I didn't think it would be, but now on the basis of last weekend's performances, um, yeah, and I think that even though we played some good stuff, but we did play defensively, which isn't particularly like it. Um, we did look like we would create stuff, but like Birmingham got a good win and played well, and that's the thing. You know, if the team are going to be in good form, it's all well and good like nicking a goal here and there, having a crap result, but they played well, and that's what's slightly concerning me now going into the, this game. But we're at home, um, back on the back on our own ground, so hopefully that gives us some advantage, and hopefully we can keep the same team. Um, but yeah, I think I feel. Quietly confident, but it'll be a tough game, and Birmingham will definitely be up for it. Yeah, um, Ita Karanka has quite good uh, record of digging results out. Jack, can you see it doing them here? Uh, doing it here? Well, I mean, obviously, it's got the record being able to dig out results, and I think they'll have a lot of confidence beating Brentford on the first day. Obviously, it was a different Brentford side, but. Yeah, I think Swansea still the players that they have, the connections that Steve Cooper has with his um, his uh, winning side that he had in the World Cup with the, his under seventeens. I think obviously he's got a lot, got them playing well, and I think we're expecting Swansea to probably still win this game. I mean, yeah, I, on paper, I would look at it and think, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a Swansea win. But I'm not, I'm not convinced in, in the way you won at Preston. It, it, it just didn't look that characteristic. It looked like you'd, it almost looked like you'd run, a, run away, stolen it, really. No, I know what you mean. You know, it, was, it was strange listening to it because we had our moments where we did play properly, like that passing football, but we're not a team that necessarily... You know, parks the best or stays defensively, um, which doesn't really. Inside. I don't know if that's a new tactic we're going to use, and we're going to start using the other wing backs a bit more. Um, but I don't know, mate. You know, it depends. Maybe you know, styles make matches, and that style might better Birmingham. 
Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. I think Birmingham were also quite lucky to come away with their win against Brentford. I mean, Brentford managed to hit the bar and had two golden opportunities to score, which they didn't take. Uh, Gordon, then let's 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 see your predictions to this one. I reckon it'll be a one-nil Swans. One-nil Swans. Yeah, to be expected, really. Jack, what about you? Yeah, I think Swans will win two. One, I think Birmingham will still nick a goal. All right, fair enough. Back back to back to normality. If you're a blue nose. Right then, and to Sunday then, a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, but at the minute, I can't find that it's on the TV, but hey ho, there you go. Uh, Stoke host Bristol City at the Bet365 Stadium. Stoke got a point against Millwall, a side that they will be in and around come the end of the season, I expect. Are we expecting the same here from Bristol City? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Stoke getting that point at Millwall, I think they would have took that going away to the Den first game of the season and obviously Bristol City have got a lot of confidence getting there opening day when they've been in decent form since uh, the manager came in um, or took over should I say and yeah be an interesting game this one to see how they match up and be interesting to see who comes out on top Just looking at Stoke's form this season though in all competitions I mean ahead of Wolves tonight in the EFL Cup they drew nil nil with Blackpool. They drew nil nil with Millwall. I mean, if Wolves play a full strength side, they might not even score tonight. So they could come into this game having not scored a goal yet in a competitive game uh, this season. Will that have any kind of effect on the side? Yeah, I mean, obviously they'll be. <laughs> it's, it affects you if you haven't scored in a while, but I think obviously they'll be looking to. To go and score and get the win. Yeah, in stark contrast, uh, Bristol City have already scored eight goals under under their new manager. Obviously, Dean Holden now in full time charge. Um, what are we expecting from them in this game? Do you expect them to attack Stoke, or do you think they'll they'll look to come away from a point? Because Stoke's a hard place to go. Yeah, I think most teams that go to Stoke are. Sort of trying to hold on from it and then maybe nick a nick a winner because I've usually been known as a, a tough place to go. But yeah, I feel like Bristol City. I don't know why after their early start uh, last week on the opening day, I think they'll be looking to just go out there and try and score early and put some pressure on Stoke. Uh, yeah, cool. Then finally for the weekend, then let's have your predictions for Stoke versus Bristol City. I think Stirk win this one one nil. Uh, Ollie, what about you? Stoke two one. No, yeah, Stoke two one. Stoke two one. Fair enough. Okay, uh, that's it for the championship this weekend. Quite an, quite an interesting weekend in prospects, especially for any the uh, second round of fixtures. Um, hopefully, Red and Swansea come away with three points. Then it'll be another cheerful episode rather than doom and gloom. Uh, boys, thank you very much for joining me. No worries. Hi, Mark. Um, we will be back with our League 1 and 2 preview, uh, which you can probably find linked because they'll probably go up at a very similar time. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you later.